What's up, y'all? Another Tuesday night. Y'all know what that means. It is Shoe Booty Sports, uh, nearing the century mark as far as episodes go. Uh, I'm your host, Grand Pal, co-host Bradley Brown. Say what's up, Brad. What's happening? Oh, lots of things. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Let's give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Rhino Races. Rhino Races is a virtual race series that offers five different races, a 5K, 10K, half marathon, a marathon, and the Rhino Ultra. Sign up for one or all five of their races at rhinoraces.com. Run your race at your convenience. Track it with your fitness app of choice. Screenshot your results as proof of completion. Submit those results to rhinoraces.com under the submit results section. Once your results are verified by Rhino Races staff, your award will be shipped to you by mail. Also, also check out their gear section for t-shirts, wristbands, decals, and more. Uh, it's rhinoraces.com. Rhino Races is the premier virtual running series. And you can find us, you can listen to us at uh, Shoe Booty Sports on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcast. Uh, subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at Shoe Booty Sports. Do we want to talk about the Razorback game? No, nah, not really. I don't really want to, but oh. we should. It was it, – it got off to a really good start. First two, first two drives were – I was clapping, cheering. I was like, yeah, this is going to be a good day. And then Arkansas went all Arkansas. Because you knew – I mean, you knew, like, surely this won't continue. And BYU got back in it, and then just sudden Arkansas just couldn't do anything. They couldn't do anything with the ball. They couldn't – the line couldn't do anything up front. Couldn't get any yeah. movement. Couldn't create any holes. Uh, so I saw griping about KJ online, and KJ, there was nothing he could do. Uh, KJ's inter- interception was a result of I'm running for my life out here, and – I'm trying to get rid of the football. And it was an ill-advised throw. He knew it. That's uncharacteristic of him. But he'd been running for his life all all night out there. And it, as soon as he threw that, I, I said, I mean, that's the result of not protecting your quarterback. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad we couldn't, you know, move around their defensive line because it's not like they were big or anything. Um, yeah. Definitely not the biggest we're going to see once we hit conference play, that's for sure. And yeah, if we can't move those guys around, it's going to be a long season. Yeah, if if we can't push around the BYU guys who have uh, sixty new players, I think it is they're a yeah. they're in a Power Five conference now, but they're still not. They haven't had enough time to transition to be a true Power Five school. And the Big Twelve is not the Big Twelve. Uh, what we're used to seeing considering Texas and OU are on their way out. This is this is troubling, and it's like you said, it's not going to get any easier. If you can't push those guys around, what are you going to do when, when LSU comes to town uh, this Saturday? Blow two double-digit leads, man. Up by 14, gone. Up by 10, gone. Hell, yes, we can't that... even block people with holding them on every play. I mean, that's just piss poor. <laughs> Yeah, I saw Pittman's uh, press conference after the game, you know, talking about hand injuries to the players on the offensive line. And this is game three, and you're already having injury issues. But my response to that was uh, they were holding just fine throughout the game with those hands. So, yeah, I don't want to hear that excuse. Great to BYU. I mean, they they played a good game, so... 
And they have good fans, so yeah, they're if they would have lost, there wouldn't have been any belly aching from them. I mean, that's all I'm hearing about Arkansas. Yeah. So, it, so, yeah. You're bad. right about it. You can't hate BYU. You, you can't. I mean, they donated like $3,000 worth of food to the local Fayetteville food pantry or something like that. Some, some very high amount. And yeah. paying tribute to Alex Collins, Ryan Mallett, uh, I think even running out on the field with an Arkansas flag. I mean, you can't dislike those. Dislike yeah, I played, those guys. I played in a golf or uh, alumni golf tournament on Friday with a bunch of BYU alum and uh, Arkansas alum, and all those BYU alum were some of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. So, and not one curse word on the golf course, which is strange from a BYU. <laughs> I was gonna say They're the. I've had I've had Mormons, you know, come up to, you know, knock on the door uh before do that whole thing. And I see how people react to them like uh, especially around here. Um that they just, you know, shun them and and they're very rude to them and I, I always go out of my way to be nice to them and or to or to hear to hear them out like just, you know, um sure like, you know, what do you want to talk about and we'll talk for a bit the nicest group of people I've ever met in my life are, yeah. are all Mormons. And this, this was here. This happened when my sister was living in Mississippi. Uh, this woman and her daughter knocked on the door. I was the only one there for what I think um, everybody was at work. You know, I was visiting and yeah, I, I was the only one there and yeah, super nice people. So you, I, have, I have nothing Nothing bad to say about BYU and, and their fans. Like you said, good for them. I mean, they played a good game. We did not. A uh, ton of penalties. Yeah, Offensive line was just uh, atrocious. Uh, F minus. And yeah, there were a of questionable official calls, but, I mean, that's neither here nor there. I mean, those shouldn't have cost us the game. I mean, there was only two that i seen, you know, the – what the excessive celebration that shouldn't have been called, and then yeah, that the was BS. Yeah, appearance that was BS. Yeah, both that, both looked like but both of those looked like bad calls. Uh, I I understood, I guess the offensive pass you're talking about on the tight end. Uh, has uh, is it has? Yeah, yeah. I, I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, he did push off, and I was like, well, wait, the, he did. KJ didn't even throw the ball yet. Exactly. Yeah, so that shouldn't have been called. The excessive celebration call was complete BS. Yep. Uh, BYU did seem to benefit from some calls, and in a close game like that, maybe it matters. But it shouldn't. It should, like you said, it should have never come down to that. Uh, a lot were, of those penalties I've seen were legit. That, were some holds that I seen for the guys in blue that were not getting called, but like I said, neither here nor there. We should have won that game, but we played terrible. Yeah, Latham in particular had an awful game. Oh. Uh, the guard that ended up, I think, playing tackle, was it, at, by the end of the game? Uh, terrible game from him. A uh, couple false starts, uh, several holding penalties on him. Not his best showing, uh, but his worst showing. And what's troubling about this is Sam Pittman's an offensive line coach. Sam Pittman is the guy that recruited all those, the the biggest offensive line in all of football, college and pro. 
uh, during the yeah. Bielema era at Arkansas. Sam Pittman was is the guy that recruited those guys to come to Arkansas. And now he's the head hog, and this is the offensive line he's put together. That's troubling because that's not a good offensive line. That That's a big red flag for me as far as trouble. So how much do you want to revise your your preseason uh, uh, win-loss record pick? pick for them because i want to badly badly very badly yeah uh in this four game stretch that's coming up i don't even see a win so i don't see them winning the next four um i don't remember who's all is on the schedule i, I know lsu lsu and um alabama and i want to say old miss i think so I, I i i would say that's all four l's um, yeah. Ole, Miss, Ole Miss is looking good in the, the games they're playing. Their offense is racking up points. Yeah, I, the the only one I can see them pulling off at this point is Mississippi State. And even then, I'm not sure. That's a That was a no. rough showing Saturday. Very bad. You know who looked really good over the weekend? That was Florida. I mean... Yes, big surprise there. I thought Tennessee would I, I watched the Tennessee's opening drive and they go down the field and score. I was like, okay, this is this is gonna be Tennessee's game. And then I see it I've watched the score at the bottom of the screen and I keep kind of waiting for Tennessee to make a run and they never by the time they did, they only had one score and then by then it was too late. So yeah, yeah. I mean I guess uh is it Billy Napier? Is that his name? Yeah. Head coach of Florida. Yeah, I mean, you you had to give him time, see what he could do, and I mean that's that's a good start. You know that that'll that'll quiet the critics for uh, for a while anyway, unless you do what Arkansas did Saturday. So how how uh, how warm should Sam Pittman's seat be after that showing? Yeah, uh, lost by one possession. I mean, it should be a little warm. I mean, not really. I mean, it's only third game of the season, but if this continues. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get a little warmer. But you got to remember where we were at three years ago. Yes, it was a dumpster fire three years ago. Out of so nobody wanted that job. Uh, no, no, no coach in their right mind would have taken that job. It took a guy to get his oppor first opportunity to be a head coach of a power five program to take the job. And I thought it was, for, for the situation, I thought Sam Pittman was a home run hire. Uh, can, all things considered, I thought it was a home run hire because I knew the guy could recruit. But what's troubling it, and Arkansas has been around that 24 range as far as recruiting classes the last couple of years which is good it, but you're playing in the sec <laughs> you know it, where everybody is top 20 yeah so and, and i at least wanted a like kj jefferson i don't know what he was star wise i don't know if he was a three or four i know he wasn't a five-star recruit but i mean he's really panned out at quarterback I mean, you got way more than you could have asked for out of him. And like I said, it did he did he play great? It, you know, Saturday, of course not. But like I said, that interception to me is on the offensive line. Yeah, KJ shouldn't have thrown it, but that's the result of 
getting put on your back every player, player getting rushed every play. You, you got to protect the quarterback or stuff like that's going to happen. Uh, going back to my point, you know, Pittman was supposed to be able to recruit. And when I at least wanted him to, I at least wanted to see a solid offensive line, an offensive line comparable to what we've seen from Alabama in recent years or the the eight-win season Bielema had when he was here, when we had the biggest offensive line in football. I at least wanted to see that. And we're not seeing that with this offensive line. That was that was a terrible showing. And to be this banged up after three games, and considering you you played Roast Beef Tech and Kent State in your first two games, this is not a good sign entering SEC play. Nope. Okay, and and also the play calling. I mean, what why why can we not have a like a goal line package on fourth and short when you got KJ Jefferson back there? Why can't we pull a why can't we do what Philly does, like the Philadelphia Eagles, and just Field. line up and just rugby your way to the first down, especially with the quarterback we have back there? Why are we in the gun and do and having a slow developing handoff on fourth and one of course that's going to get snuffed out we've got a center that squats 700 pounds and a quarterback that's weighs 240 you're telling me we can't get a foot we've got a yeah we've got a shotgun at five five yards back yeah terrible play calling not only do we shotgun at five yards back it was almost like an rpo handoff it was the slowest handoff you'll ever see on fourth and one it made no sense you're only setting your team up to to fail yeah so when people call Pittman a coordinator career coordinator it i can't i can't refute it you know when i see stuff like that but you i expect more from dan enos too obviously being the offense coordinator that's that was a terrible play call and they they did that more than once and I hated it each time. Get a goal line package, man. I mean, I, I know your offensive line is banged up, and they're just quite frankly not very good uh, because we couldn't get movement off the ball in either of the two previous games either. No. Do you like how I just went either and either in the same sentence? <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that before. Uh, here's a first here on Shoe Booty Sports, y'all. But yeah. All right, I'm done talking about the Razorback game unless you have something to add to it. Oh. Yeah, let's move on. The game of the night, though, was and that I was most excited about. I was excited that I was going to get to see Colorado play for the first time this season. <clears throat> it was close. See, I'd say it was closer than I thought it would be, and it was, but nothing really surprises me anymore, especially when it's a rivalry game like that. And if you let your emotions get involved, that can go against you. And man, that was an emotional game. That was a very heated game from start to finish. Uh, Colorado is a brand now. They are, or at least they are on their, I'd say they're on their way, but they're there. You had Lil Wayne there, The Rock, uh, multiple celebrities there at the game. Uh, This is the prime effect that we talked about last week. And... We're, we're going to touch up on a lot of stuff with, with this game or, you know, a good amount, but we're going to focus on it. But 
Uh, Shador Sanders can play quarterback. That that's one thing the final drive taught me. Uh, the guy has he's got torque power behind his throws. Uh, that now I know the his guy was wide open, but to make that throw uh, across the field like that, whatever it was, uh, 30, 40 yards up the field, just on a rope. I was like, Shadur can play quarterback. He, he didn't get the job because he's Dion's kid. He got the job because he's the best guy out there doing it. <clears throat> I was thoroughly impressed with him. And for Colorado to come back, I mean, to make that comeback uh, with, you know, the spotlight was on them. Like the spotlight was on them now for really the first time. Cause I don't, nobody really gave him a shot against TCU and Nebraska is not very good. And Colorado state's not very good. Although they were better than I thought they would be. But yeah, to have the spotlight on you for the first time and to go out there and make that comeback down two possessions and to do it, go 98 yards on your last chance to do so and tie the game with a two-point conversion, and then do what you did in overtime, I, that showed a lot to me. You know, to be that cool, and, and not only cool, but to thrive under pressure, uh, that was big. And you could tell they missed Travis Hunter. Yes. I, I did not get to see Travis Hunter play uh, because he had been knocked out by the time, you know, I, I switched it over from, from the Razorback game. Uh, what do you think of the hit? That event, the hit that eventually sent him to the hospital. Uh, see that type of hit almost every week. Uh, I don't know it. It happens. You can't. I don't. I don't. It does in no way warrants death threats towards that player or his family. Uh, he let the emotions get the best of him. Uh, and he tried to take it out on the player. I mean, it happens, man. It's part of the game. He got penalized for it. The team got penalized for it. it. Just happens. Those types of shots happen just about every week. This is coming from a guy who used to do those kind of shots uh, when we played. Uh, not necessarily to that extent, but uh, fairly close to it. Uh, I've watched our old game film, but. I, I had a problem with the hit. I could, you're you're right that death threats are too. We're, we're okay. We're stepping out of the uh, rationale, you know, zone at that point. You you don't send death threats or anything like that. I'm cool with you tweeting the guy. Hey, you're a piece of shit or whatever for that. Yeah. Uh, because it was it was a piece of shit move. It was a it was a cheap shot. It wasn't a yeah. football play. The and and. I say that the ball was had already hit the ground and yeah. you lower your shoulder and drive it into Travis Hunter's chest when he's essentially when he's in a defenseless position and you knew that and you took advantage of it and you knocked him out of the game as a result. And you, there was, there was no, there was no any kind of remorse or anything afterwards. There were that the way his body language was and the way he carried himself after was, uh, yeah, you got what you had coming is that was a message to me. And I love Shador Sanders running up to him, getting helmet to helmet, to helmet with him, going after him as he tried to back away. I, you stick up for your teammate. I appreciate that from, from my quarterback. Uh, it, it was a dirty play. I mean, it, it was a dirty play. 
I thought he should have been kicked out. Um, I know the rule there. If you look at like the targeting rule, he didn't use the crown of his helmet or anything like that. It was, it's, it's, uh, it's like a, it's almost like it's a checklist of things you have to do to get kicked out of the game for a hit like that. And he checked off about half of them. Yeah. He should have got out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he should have been booted and he didn't. I think it shouldn't be news that he was going to get threats. Like I said, I'm not condoning it or death. Nobody, nobody's going to follow through on them. I mean, come on. I, I, I say this and I'm not, I don't want to speak it into existence. Right. Uh, I don't want anything like that to happen, but a lot of those are just going to be threats. Um, and of course you hope that's what they are, but all they are is threats. And I'm not going to go out of my way to take my time to do something like that. Uh, like I said, I'm cool with you tweeting at him. Hey, you suck or whatever, or dirty play, dirty player. But you should you should expect that kind of stuff if you're going to take a shot like that. You know, t- take out a star player for the other team. Stuff like that's going to happen. Um, like I said, don't want it to cut, follow through. But yeah, it was a it was a, it was a dirty play. I mean, it is what it is. Oh, it was one of many on that game, wasn't it? Didn't didn't State have quite a bit of personal fouls called on them for that shit? Well, in that defensive end, defensive tackle, who was really their best player defensively, I can't remember his name, number eight uh, for them, he had back-to-back penalties that killed him. You know, that that killed Colorado State's chances at the end of the game. Uh, one was a – the second was a, was a late hit and targeting hit on Shador. I mean, he, you know, lowered his helmet. He drove him into the ground well after the pass was thrown. It's a hit that would have been legal in our day. But, you know, this is 2023. It's not legal now. You We're protecting the quarterback. And really, you should, because uh, the, the quarterback's in a vulnerable spot. You know, after making that throw, you're standing still as the defender's coming full sprint at you. And that hit should be taken away, and it has been. And, yeah, it, it killed Colorado State's chances at the end. I, I think Colorado would have won the game anyway. Yeah. But. I mean, it could it could have gone either way, but yeah, that really killed their chances there. But it, it was one of many. I wish we could see Travis Hunter this Saturday at Oregon. Uh, I don't know if it's at Oregon. I, I think it's at Oregon. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think his presence would make a difference in the outcome that I suspect, but or expect, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Colorado loses the next two games regardless because it's Oregon and USC, and this is year one of, of, you know, the prime era. You're, you're not. I know you've had a massive, like seventy of your players are transfer players or something like that. You know, transfer portal players, but still, you can't turn it around that quickly. Uh, you're you're not up there with SC and Oregon yet. Um, you go from a one win team to taking on. Uh, Pac-12 powers, you know, yeah. in, in Oregon and, and SC, and yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I didn't give them a chance. I, I don't think it would have made a difference in the outcome either way. But yeah, but we're they definitely don't have a chance now. And I at least wanted to see it. I wanted to see him against those schools. 
I wanted to see Travis Hunter uh, playing corner when with Caleb Williams playing quarterback. Yeah. Um, you know, we're lining up offensively against those secondaries. I mean, we're seeing some good teams now, you know, that they're going to be playing against, and we're not going to see Travis Hunter out there. So I at least wanted to see it. I don't, I didn't expect them to win either way, but I at least wanted to see it. And I'm, I'm still going to tune in. I mean, it's, it's, they become must see TV. It was must see TV. Now, it, it, if it gets ugly, you know, in either of these games, if they get blown out, you know, people are going to turn, you know, turn away, uh, yeah. myself included. But well, at least I, I imagine I want to see a better game. I got other options, but I'm going to tune in just see how it goes. I mean, I, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by this era. I mean, the the atmosphere at Colorado was. I mean, it, it was magic. I mean, it was what you want to see from your football program. I would love to see that at Arkansas, that kind of hype, excitement, uh, electricity around the stadium. Colorado had that. There yeah. was star power there. This is going to be very interesting to to watch over, over the years. I don't know how long Dion stays there. He's going to get some offers after this. Some serious ones. But this is going to be interesting to see. And I'm just going to soak it in. And I'm along for the ride right now. Okay, so hey, let's, let's touch up on fantasy a little bit. Um, how, how'd, your, uh, how'd, your, how'd your fantasy team do this, uh, do this past weekend? did pretty good i won in both leagues so no complaints here um and i actually had some guys on my bench go off as well so it was a good week good week all right so and how how many leagues are you in just two just two this season just two i mean that's practically a season off for you isn't it pretty much all right well i'm, I'm still in my one and i am a full zero and two I am the only winless team in my league now. There's two and there's a couple of two and O's, and there's a lot of one and ones. And I'm the only one at O and two. But I did go from like 58, 53 or 58 points in week one. Yeah, it was that bad to a whopping 110, I believe it was, in week two. So there is a climb there. I added Puka Nakua, which is just a fun name to say. Like I, I've I've said that probably thirty times today, not thirty, but I've said it probably seriously eleven times today, counting that one, just because it's a fun name to say. Added Puka Nakua after week one. Uh, I got him plugged, one. Yeah. yeah, I immediately plugged him in. He racked me up points this week, <laughs> but it's still a absolute trash team. I have. So I'm, I put in six moves. I put in, I'm making six. Yes, I, I have put in six waiver claims. I did that this morning. Spent a wow. way more, you know, time than I should admit. Hopefully nobody I work with listens to the show. Actually, I hope you do. It's, you know, it's views. But I got my work done, so you can, you know, get off my back. But yeah, I spent a lot of time on that this morning. Uh, Yeah, six moves. Oh gosh, who is it? Uh, Ford, is it Jerome Ford? Ford, yeah, be taking over in Cleveland. 
Yes, he'll he'll be the new guy. Which, by the way, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about uh, Nick Chubb's injury here in a bit. Um, but yeah, uh, Jerome Ford taking over in Cleveland. I will get him. He's number. He's the number one priority for me. So I will get him because I'm the only zero and two guy. So the benefit of being the worst team in the league is you're number one on the way. You know, in the waiver order. Uh. Gosh, what what's the what's the running back for uh, Indianapolis? I guess I could pull it up right here, and you can just tell me what you think of it. Say, so, yeah, I'm I'm blanking out. Yeah, of course. You know, we do that, or you do that when you get a microphone in your face. Okay, pending moves six. All right, let's see here. See, so, yeah, Jerome Ford uh, for Samaje P, uh, P Ryan. Okay, Zach Moss. That's it. Zach Moss, number two, uh, drop it to, and I'm wanting to drop Justice Hill. All right, number number three, Tutu Atwell, another fun name to say. Uh, the guy's gotten double digit fantasy points in the last two weeks, so a nice little compliment to you know Puka Nakua. We need like a Puka Nakua counter at the bottom of the screen. We might do that next time. And I, I'm putting in a drop for Dalvin Cook there because he's done he's really done nothing these last two weeks and he's not going to be the same guy with zach wilson at quarterback the rest of the season so no. just just i'm i'm done with the jets offensive players at this point all right um hunter henry is fourth there i need a good backup tight end so hunter henry for cole Komet. he made me some money this weekend so yeah, he's he's had two really good weeks. Hopefully that hopefully that uh continues. Uh the Cowboys kicker picking him up. I had the Dolphins kicker thinking they'd score some points. He didn't do anything Sunday. Uh that's yeah. Jason Sanders. So I put in a claim for Brandon Aubrey, Cowboys kicker, because the Cowboys have looked good, man. They have looked good these last couple of weeks. If anything, there looks like they're gonna score a lot of points. If anything, just that defense is gonna get them in position to do things offensively. Yeah. And Burrow is probably not going to play this week or this coming Monday, uh, Monday Night Football. Looks like he's going to be out at least this next week. So I put in a claim for Jordan Love, uh, dropped dropping Tyler Allgaier. Is that it? Algier. Algier. Okay. Yeah, I whiffed on that one. Uh, yeah, so making a move there because I need a quarterback. Jordan Love is really the best one available. Uh let's let's rookie quarterbacks. My whole talk about CJ Stroud, you know, being high on him. That's looked pretty good so far these last couple of weeks. CJ Stroud is getting it. Uh he's catching on quickly. Looks like an NFL quarterback. Looks like the quarterback I thought he thought he would be at this level. Uh, so tooting my own horn a little bit there. Uh, Bryce Young struggled. He struggled last night. What did you think of the Monday night football games, by the way? Why was there two of them again? I mean. I, yeah, that, that's just how they're doing it, I, I guess, at least right now. Uh, giving you two different options. Not n Neither one were good games. No. If only they would. I, I'm sure somebody did it, but if only we had, you know, split screen where we could watch both games at the same time, which YouTube TV did not have that going on. Um, 
but yeah, neither one of them really intrigued me, and they weren't really that entertaining. Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh squeaked one out, but that was an ugly game. So yeah, and and that divi- those division games are pretty ugly. Yeah, that they, those games are ugly. Even with the bank Bengals, when they're hitting on all cylinders, those games can still get ugly. It's a physical division. The weather is always trash. Although it should be halfway decent this time of year, it wasn't last week. And the Browns, you know, opener was Cincinnati. That I figured that had a lot to do with the Bengals' struggles offensively, but they continued this past week. Of course, you know, Burrow reaggravating that calf. And he, you got to sit him. I mean, you got to sit him. There's too much money invested in him. He's now the yeah. highest paid player in league history 275 mil. He's going to be raking in. And it starts with a calf. And if you try to give it the old football try and go out there and play, that calf can turn into an Achilles real quick, which we've seen, unfortunately. And, yeah, it's it's way too much money invested in Joe Burrow. Sit him at least this week. Sit him this week. Sit him next week. sit Sit him the month if you have to. You don't want to because by then, especially... If things are going the way they have these last couple of weeks, you're going to be out of it. Yeah. Playoff contention. But you have too much money invested in that man. Uh, make, make sure he's good to go before he hits the field. Yeah. Okay. Way too many injuries happening, especially, and you know, we're only through week two. And by far the worst one was last night. That was, that was gruesome. Yeah, and I I didn't see it live, and I didn't see it until today when I sat down and heard everybody talking about it, and I made it a point to YouTube it to see what happened. Regretted that, it. That was ugly. Yeah. Uh, it it was. I mean, I'm in healthcare, so I've I I see pretty. I don't deal with patients every day, but I've seen some pretty sick stuff. I did used to deal with them every day, and I've seen some gross things, especially in the rehab area where you just see lots of car wrecks. So you see mangled parts, and that went everything against uh, the human anatomy is not supposed to go in those directions. No. Should should that hit be outlawed? Yeah, I mean, that's a veteran, veteran defensive player, something like torpedoing out of guy's legs. That right at his knee. Right at his knee, man. There's no, yeah, there's no room in the game for that shit. Pardon my French. But yeah, that was dirty. It was. Um, I don't know that he meant it to be dirty. Uh, I know what, I know what you're saying, but it was a dirty, it was a dirty hit. Uh, what? Punch at somebody's legs like that. I mean, at the knees or lower. Yeah. But here, here's the problem though. The, the problem with that is, Goodell took the he took the hit away from here up. If your head, even if you're going for their chest, your head could easily go under their chin strap or connect with their helmet. Goodell took that away. He's finding players. And this started with Gronk. Gronk had a similar he had a similar injury uh, you know, years ago that put him out for the season. And I remember the 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 announcer during the game saying uh, you know, thanks, Roger Goodell. This is the or way to go, Roger Goodell. This is the league you wanted. 
Uh, this is what you're going to get. And that's the truth. You take those high hits away, this is what the defensive players are going to start doing. And yeah. a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick and a guy like Nick Chubb, who's bigger and stronger, you're going to go low anyway, but you squat and go after it. You don't, that's how you get your leverage. Yeah. You don't duck your head, your helmet and drive your head, head and shoulder into the guy's knee. You don't do that. That's not how you do it. That's how you get guys hurt. That's how you end guys' careers. Yeah, and it, hurt, and it hurt Minka Fitzpatrick too. Yeah, hopefully Chubb can, you know, continue to play next season. Who knows? This is second uh, second major injury to that knee. I, I just hope he can find a way back. It looked bad. I mean, it, it looked rough. It it looked like every CL he has is gone. Just yeah, I got ripped away. That that's you're not supposed to. Your body isn't supposed to bend that way. Not that part of your body. That was gruesome. I think they should take away that hit. But here's the thing: you you take that away, then what are you leaving the defender with? You know, you shouldn't tackle that way. Like I I think they should find a way to to ban that, to outlaw it, because that's what you're gonna see. If we're if we're worried about protecting the players. You got to do something about that. But from coming from a defensive player, former linebacker, like what what else where else am I supposed to go? What do you want me to do now? Like you've taken the hit above, you've taken the hit, you know, from the chest up away. Now you're taking this away. So now I've got this like little strike zone I can hit. I I get where there's a I get where there's going to be a gripe there. But you got to figure something out. We can't keep having this. This is why look at it, look at the amount of running backs we've seen go down by after two weeks. Like, like ten some, of them. Yes, <laughs> Some, something's got to change, man. Uh, but yeah, that it, it's uh it's something that's going to have to be addressed, or this is going to continue to keep happening. But yeah, it's been an interesting show. Uh, got more football this week, this weekend. And we'll be back next week to talk more about it. Until then, we'll see y'all next time. This is Grand Pal. Brother Brown. Deuces, y'all. Peace.